Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We're about to begin a grindhouse scenario set in the 1970s and filled with lots of gratuitous violence. Highway of Blood was written by Alex Gallat and Ian Christensen, and it's from Critical Hit Publishing. It's available for download from DriveThruRPG. This one carries a strong trigger warning, so if you're shy in the face of violence and horror, leave now. Otherwise, to continue. Our game master is one of the authors, Ian Christensen, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Ian? Okay. So as I've um, kind of mentioned to you guys already, uh, Dr. Larry Quinn, you are um, traveling along with two FBI detectives, unofficial business, um, as they're both currently on a leave of absence from work or uh, probably vacation time. Um, the thing that's brought the three of you together um, is a missing persons case. Your niece and nephew, Jack and Janice Barrow, um, have recently gone missing. And so as a favor to your sister who lives in Austin, you said that you would try to uh, help um, coordinate and, and make sure that the police were taking the case seriously and were looking into it properly. Which is where we get to detectives Richard Carlisle and Christopher Baines, who are partners. Uh, Richard, you being um, a longtime member of the FBI at this point, uh, probably probably 15 years or so anyway. Uh, I can't remember the character's age off the top of my head, but yeah, you're, you're a veteran anyway and have a lot of uh, experience solving missing person cases. They don't always have, in fact, they often don't have a very happy outcome, but you almost always find the missing person one way or another. When you um, received information that there was a missing police officer out of Austin, Texas, you decided to look into that. Uh, you were contacted by his father, who was a retired police detective. Um, and it was mentioned to you that his son, whose name was Wallace, was on a road trip with um, three friends, all from Austin. And they were last, the last he'd heard from his son, anyway, they called from uh, Big Bend, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, Big Bend National Park. And they were heading towards Marathon, Texas. And uh, he was supposed to call you several hours later when they arrived in Marathon. Uh, but that call never came. That's, that's supposed to call you. You're supposed to call his, his father, sorry, uh, when they arrived in Marathon. And that call never came. So his father has contacted you. Um, when you talk to your superiors about it, however, you got um, kind of blackballed pretty quick and told, listen, uh, leave, leave Brewster County uh, affairs to Brewster County. The, the sheriff is in charge of in, any investigations in that in that county, and uh, you know this wasn't uh, this wasn't a job for the FBI unless their, their presence was requested. So this sets you into looking more and more into the area, and you find that there is a lot of missing persons cases over the last couple of decades, at least, um, that have gone unsolved all kind of around that devil's backbone area. Uh, Brewster County seems to be right in the middle of it all to you. Um, again, you would have brought it up to your, uh, your superior and he would have told you, listen, I told you before, don't bother with it. Um, 
if we need you to look into missing persons in Brewster County, we will contact you and let you know. In the meantime, continue on with your normal duties and uh, and just drop the, the whole uh, the whole case. This, of course, um, set off a lot of alarm bells in your own head. It seemed really bizarre, uh, almost like a cover-up. Um, and while you have a long working relationship with your boss, at the same time, th th this behavior seems kind of out of character almost. And uh, you've decided anyway that you're going to look into it one way or another. So you have requested some vacation time. You've got bucket loads of it in weight. <laughs> um, and your partner, your, your young partner, Christopher Baines, has agreed to uh, also take leave at the same time. And you guys are going to go on a little holiday together, right? Um, which brings us to where we are now. The three of you are in Richard's 1975 Ford Elite, nice new car. Uh, and you're driving in West Texas. It's July, 1975. The endless ribbon of asphalt stretches to its vanishing point at the low hills on the horizon. Though the heat haze makes the distance nearly impossible to guess. The car has become an oven as the temperature tops 100 degrees. It's not even 11 o'clock in the morning yet. You strip down to your bare minimum clothes that uh, allow you to preserve your modesty, but you still look like you just climbed out of a swimming pool. Having the windows down does very little to help as the hot wind feels like an industrial hairdryer blowing in your face. You've got enough water to keep you hydrated, but it's so warm that it's like drinking weak tea. You were told the next town wasn't that far up the highway, but you haven't seen so much as a speed limit sign for at least 20 miles. The gas gauge has just dipped below half a tank, and while no one has said anything yet, you're all starting to get a little nervous. You're not sure at this point that turning back would even get you back to town. Then you see it. The sun reflects off a faded metal sign depicting a way too happy gas station attendant in a cheesy cowboy hat that looks like it dates back to the 1950s. A cartoon word bubble over his head says, you're almost there, partner. Beneath him, there's a weathered ESSO logo. ESSO logo. And almost as an afterthought, there's a small sign tacked on the pole beneath it saying, five miles, turn right. The song, Roll On Down the Highway, stops uh, playing, or sorry, the song, I apologize, I got the wrong song. The song, um, Southbound by the Allman Brothers, stops playing on the radio as the DJ comes over. Coyote Mike, he's called, says, well, welcome to another day in the seventh circle of hell. The mercury expected to top 110 degrees here on the devil's backbone, and tomorrow ain't looking any better. As my old grandpa used to say, you can't change the direction of the wind, but you can always adjust your sails to reach your destination. I don't know where you're headed, my friends, but here's a little something to keep you rolling on down the highway. And then the song Roll On Down the Highway begins to play. Just as the uh, opening bar finishes, you see um, an unpaved but well-defined road turning off to the right. Top one reads, Abattoir, three miles. And the lower sign simply says, gas and food. Avatar, three miles, gas and food. So the dust choke road takes you over a series of hills around hairpin tourist, 
turns that seem to come out of nowhere, and then across an archaic wooden bridge before finally arriving at the town of Abattoir. A hand-painted sign says, welcome to Abattoir, and below that, population 850. Mm. Clearly, the sign is old and has not been updated to reflect the town's current status. Abattoir is little more than a ghost town with many abandoned buildings, empty cellar holes, and abandoned cars that look like they have been there for several decades. There's one main road through the town, with several secondary roads that go off at odd angles to it. You see the Esso gas station um, kind of on the uh, edge of town, just as you're driving in. It's the first, the first building on the right. Um, we better get some gas. There's a few men sitting in front of the gas station, their eyes kind of following you as you pull in. Um, one of whom stands up and starts to walk over to meet you. His age is difficult to gauge. Um, he's clearly spent a great deal of time outdoors, but his graying hair suggests that he is at least in his mid-40s. He's a tall, lanky man dressed in a white button-down shirt and surprisingly clean overalls. An oily rag dangles from his back pocket, and a pack of cigarettes is rolled up in his sleeve. He walks toward up to you and says, how's it going? It's going well, partner. Uh, needing to get some uh, some fuel in the old, old car. You guys sure, got it? Yeah, we can, we can fill her up, no problem. All right, good. Think, uh, you probably want me to do something about that tire there? What's going with the tire? Looks like you're getting a flat. Uh-oh. Oh, great. Well, here, let me. Oh, there's the culprit right there. You see he's pointing at the uh, rear left wheel of your car. Yeah. yeah and you get know. out, you see, yeah, there's a big nail sticking out of the uh, the tire, at, which is like halfway to being flat already. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to need that repaired. We don't need to be running on the, the donut or out here. Yeah, can you uh, just plug it? It's like, yeah, we can, we can take care of that, no problem. Yeah. Cool. You, got, uh, like you don't, you you don't, you don't want to end up stranded out here. No. no. You got uh, ice-cold Coke in that Coke machine over there? Well, there's, there's should be some Coke in there anyway. Ah, uh, you don't know if it's cold. <laughs> um, yeah, if you uh, kind of, you can see the rusty Coca-Cola machine. And you can now hear just faintly a high-pitched whine coming from it. There's also a cigarette machine next to it with a large handwritten sign that says out of order. Yeah, great. The other two gentlemen seem to be just sitting underneath the kind of metal overhang, getting some some uh, shade. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to them over to the, the Coke machine. One of them is a, a man of kind of an average height, receding hairline, pot belly, and bad teeth. His clothes are not clean. Um, and the other fellow there uh, looks to be in his late 60s. Um, he has closely cropped gray hair, a crooked nose, and weathered skin. Arms are covered with navel tattoos. And uh, yeah, he sits there with the other gentleman just kind of watching as this other fellow starts uh, filling up the tank anyway. Howdy, folks. Uh, I'm going to get kind of nod. Some, some coke. Uh, I hit hot day. 
<laughs> yeah. They're all hot days out here this time of year. Yeah. What's the uh, primary uh, job out out here? What, what do you, what's most people do? Jobs and abattoir? Not many. Well, I, I can believe that. Town yeah, ain't you, what it used to be. You get a... Uh, you get many people coming through enough to keep a gas station open, but you know. But how many how many people you usually see coming through here? Oh, depends on the day. Sometimes you won't see anybody. Sometimes get a lot of kids out here road tripping and things of that sort. See. Also, uh, people uh, don't have enough gas to make it onto Marathon. Things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We were getting a little bit worried uh, on our way out here. I was glad we saw saw that sign get pulled in here. You guys probably make a do all right with that. But you said you usually get some kids coming through here. Where, where are they usually running off to? Ah, who knows kids these days. Just doing what kids do. You got a lot of kids uh, that live in this town? More, kids uh, living in this town? Nah. Anybody with any bit of sense moves on somewhere else, greener pastures. If you got any sense, you'd do the same. Well, you know, we, we hope to, but we're, we came out here, you know, we didn't just drive out, out here just uh, to see this this beautiful beautiful uh, part of the country you know we're uh, looking for some some people that go missing where is this uh, part of missing Bruce, yeah is this part of brewster county yeah it is yeah yeah i've um, talked to sheriff i have not that was it's like you, you anticipated me I was, I was wondering where where could we find the sheriff well he's probably at his office and where would that be located? That is a good question. I'm guessing it's in Marathon, but uh, Sheriff's Office. Let's double check that real quick. Uh, oh, it's actually in Alpine, Texas. Oh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that'd be over in Alpine. Okay. Let's see here. Where is Alpine from? Richard, here? Christopher, you guys want some Coke? You can uh, keep on... Uh, Keep on north up to Marathon and uh, and then turn west, uh, two towns over. Bring you to Alpine. Okay, I got you. Yeah, Larry, I'll I'll take a I'll take a Coke. Yes, sir. I'd I'd like one as well, please. All right. I, I do need to use a washroom though. Is there a, is there a washroom I could use, sirs? Yeah, he uh, says just around back. Thank you. I'll just exit and nod at the fellows as they pass by and head around the back to the washroom. Take sure. Around as go. You can see the service bay as you walk around. Um, it looks pretty fairly uh, well equipped for a podunk gas station out in the middle of nowhere. There's a full set of auto mechanic tools, cutting torch, air compressor. There's a lift, which has currently got a uh, relatively uh, new looking Impala up on it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 
get out my uh, cigarettes. So, uh, yeah, the cigarette machine's out of order. I brought a pack. Oh, okay. Sorry, you're smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Smoke, smoker never would uh, head out without one. Here you go, of Richard. Here's your, here's your Coke. Yeah, thank you. So the Coke, you, you get one Coke out of the machine. It's okay. half cold, half cool. Yeah. You know, it's a lot cooler than 100 degrees, that's for sure. Um, and the red light immediately comes on. It's the last Coke. Oh, jeez. Nothing else but tab. Oh. This is, this is before Diet Coke existed, you understand? So. Yeah. yeah. Tab was the closest thing they had. It's rough. Well, we'll have to share it, I guess. It's not a big bottle. Got one one freaking soda out there. Oh, oh. Is there any place that? to eat around here, boys? The uh, the older gentleman with the uh, naval tattoos on his arm says, "Well, oh, only place to eat around here is the last stop. It's down the road." And the uh, the guy, uh, obviously the the gas station attendant, says, oh, "You don't want to eat there, man." Last time I ate of that shit, hold on, I was puking like a sick fucking dog for a week. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You folks, uh, you folks need some water? I can, uh, I can uh, fill up any containers you got. Oh, that would be nice. Thanks. We got it some. Gets hotter than a fucking whoring church out here. It does. The day, so you don't yeah. want to be without too much water. Yeah. How long yet? Yeah, how long you think that uh, wheel's gonna, that tire's gonna take the patch there? I won't take too long. Given the heat and the fact that I'm on my own, I have it ready for you in about an hour. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Was there any so, place we could sit out of the sun? You must have. You must have picked this up. He's holding up this big ass nail now. It's probably bigger than my finger. You know. He says, "You must have picked this up on that old bridge." Things yeah. falling apart. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, obviously didn't have it in there long going down the highways. But... No, no, that thing, uh, look, it's almost flat already. You weren't going to make it much further. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I sent you guys a copy of a map of the town in the Facebook chat, I think, right? Yes. Did that work? Yeah. yeah. I, I screen shared it. it, I thought, too, briefly. Did it pop up or did it not? Yes, it, it, did. Did. it did. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. Just um, I I don't want there to be a picture up on the screen for too long. I mean, it, no, 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 no. I understand totally. I just <laughs> I, I, was, I very rarely have the screen up. I have so many other things open that I didn't know if it actually shared. That's all. So um, so yeah, if you look at the uh, the map anyway, you can see there's um, or the map. Sorry, if you look at the town, look down at the town, you can see there's a town center. Like yep. um, what is it? Oh yeah, it's only like. Not even a quarter mile up the road. Um, There's an old, what looks like an old abandoned mobile home kind of development across the street. Um, Just, well, just a little bit further down from the, from the uh, gas stations where the turnoff would be there, but you you can see it. Some of the, some of the homes obviously from within it are right across from the gas station itself. And um, the sign announces Wayland Estates. And that's also clearly a 1950s style sign. There's a man in a blue business suit flanked by his doting aproned wife and adorable children clinging to his legs. This improbable family gazes in manic joy at an idealized representation of the estate's mobile homes. Uh, 
In a fit of creative license, the artist has a son sitting behind the mobile homes in the north. While the letters spell out Wayland Estates were once painted in metallic gold, most of that is flaked off, revealing bleached wood beneath. Hmm. Everyone's so happy in all their signs here. Yeah. <laughs> Sun and vandals have taken their toll also on the sign. The once vibrant colors faded and multiple bullet holes near the surface, mar the surface, leaving each family member with a rather impressive grouping of shots around their heads and chests. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like someone had high hopes for, for this part of the country, but held down. Well, I mean, our characters can't see the map, but uh, no, my no, character... No, I give that to you, sir, for... Right, right. My character would say, uh, there must be some sort of meat processing or something around here. Otherwise, I can't imagine why they would name the place Abattoir. You know what I mean? It's French for but, uh, slaughterhouse. They must have had cattle out here. I suppose what you would be able to see from here, you'd be able to see the water tower. Um, kind of a little bit, just a, what is it? About, uh, yeah, about 1,500 feet from where you are currently. Yeah. Um, off to the left, if you were heading towards the town center. And on to the right, you might see the, uh, the steeple of a church. Hmm. Neither one of those is on the main road through town. They're both off side roads. That cool. Right. Um, you said the uh, town's uh, the main street's about a quarter mile from here. Well, the the town center, yeah, it's right there. You can see the buildings. Any you guys uh, got a vehicle? You wouldn't mind driving us there, quarter mile in this heat, you know? Uh, it's only yeah. gonna be an hour. We can just sit here. I mean, you really want to walk? Or it says, Nate, do you mind taking them in the Impala? It's done now, and we can bring it down off the lift. And the uh, the other gentleman, the one with the, the pot belly and the receding hairline, he uh, kind of slits out a sigh and puts out his cigarette and struggles to get up out of his chair. Yeah, sure, sure. Just uh, bring down the lift. I'll I'll drive him over. Thank you. And Dr. Swin, we got came out here not not for just to see the sights. We got to find some people to ask questions. That's how we're gonna. Well, nobody's more concerned than I am. But Jesus Christ, it's hot. Yeah, yeah, very hot. Hot. So they bring the uh, the lift down, and Nate climbs into the Impala and fires it up with a nice gentle rumble. Starts backing it out. Nice. That's a beauty. You got a nice car there. Question to GM: If we're if we're in, or we're I'm assuming we're not in, you know, our normal work tire. Um, yeah, I presume you're not. No. And we're probably not walking around with our. It's. So side. so bloody hot right now. You're probably wearing like shorts and a fucking wife beater or something. You know, practically yeah, yeah. Stripped down to the the barest minimum. Okay. Uh, you you can have your your weapons with you if you want, though. That's entirely up to you. Yeah. You are you are FBI agents. I think yeah. actually, I don't know if that was the law back then, but nowadays you're required to always have your weapon with you. I think if you're. Uh... Yeah, I was gonna have my uh, gun in my uh, my underarm holster. 
Uh, obviously, my just the pistol. I'm not going to be carrying around yeah. a shotgun. Mm. I'll sure. follow his lead. Yep. That's probably in the trunk. The sh yeah. shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the guy, the gas station attendant himself, says, uh, "So you guys are with um, with the police department somewhere, or?" Uh, we're uh, we're federal agents. But federal we're, agents. Yeah, but we're off duty. Off duty. I'm a, I'm just a doctor. Yeah, we're just uh, we're looking uh little hobby of mine is uh you know going out there there's missing people see if we can find and get give the families a little rest you know let them know what, what happened and uh the one we're looking for they were out here in brewster's county that's why yeah well if they if they got lost out on the backbone well god rest their souls wouldn't last too long out there without shelter we're starting yeah. to realize that yeah why they'd come out here in July. Ugh. Yes, there's not a tree to be seen anywhere here. It's just wasteland, I'm, I'm assuming. Pretty much, yeah. It's a it's scrub desert. Um, let me see. I have a... Yeah, I don't have any there. But um, here's some landscape photos. Yeah. Yeah, most maybe a mesquite tree. Just to... Uh, now, this is... Um, this is actually a very green portion that I'm uh, showing you here of, of the backbone. So this is one of the nicer sections. <laughs> there might be some um, bushes and maybe a couple small trees here and there, but yeah. Yeah, it's all chaparral. It's yeah. nothing, nothing cool. higher than a foot or two off the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is some elevation. There's cliffs, cliffs and things of that sort, you know, here and there. But uh, yeah, and no, <laughs> just scant water. Water is a precious resource here. Yes. All right. Well, if uh, they got that impala backed out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate's Nate's sitting there. He says, "Well, yeah. come on in." Yep. Yeah. Says, I'll, "I'll drive you up there to the uh, town center." And... Yep. I'll hop into the front seat. Appreciate that, Nate. No problem. Federal oh, agents, boy. huh? That uh, that must be a good job. It can be. It can be. There's some days that uh, he'd rather forget. Right. But hopefully I've made the world a better place. Well, I wish you luck. Hope you find those kids you're looking for. Yeah, me too. I'm a truck driver myself. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Well, you saw... retired now, but yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, so you probably saw a good chunk of the country in your in your line of work. Oh yeah, been all over. I've been in forty-two of the fifty states. Nice, not too bad. Abattoir isn't much to look at, but I tell you what, property prices can't be beat. Yeah. So I was guessing earlier, did they used to have a, a, a raised cattle out here? Oh, yeah. There's a beef company used to be the main source of uh, industry in the town. Yeah. 
Used to be? Used to be, yes. It closed down a while back. Hmm. Back when the mines were back when the mines were doing well. Oh yeah. That's a shame. What sort of mines? Gold, silver, iron? (sighs) Uranium. Uranium. Well, that can make a lot of money if you get a good good chunk of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Government stepped in, seized the land by eminent domain. Oh, boy. Brought in the uh, Wayland Mining Company. They started extracting ore. Mm. Uh, It must have been back in the the 40s. Slaughterhouse closed six months later. Mm. This is a shame. A lot of the old Hackett and Sons employees began working in the uh, uranium mines. Town uh, started to grow again uh, throughout the uh, 40s and early 50s. And uh, oh, then the, the mining company set up the, uh, the trailer park home you see over there, Wayland Estates. That's hence the name. For the workers. Yeah. Exactly. Trailers look in good condition as we pass by, or they all kind of beat up like the signs. I'm sorry, say that again, Sean. Are the trailers as we pass by the trailer park are they oh. in good condition, or are they? No, 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 no. So, like, if you're getting a good look inside the uh, the actual trailer home itself, you'll see. Um, yeah, the um, the road that leads into the estate looks like it's rarely traveled at all. Yards are all overgrown. The mobile homes look like they've been abandoned for quite some time. Mm. So the mine dry up as well? So they had some kind of an accident back there in the 50s. A mm. uh, bunch of people got killed. Yep. It shut up pretty, it closed up pretty soon after that. Uh, that was the death of old abattoir. Yeah, that's a shame to hear. Once use. the government left, they took all the money with yeah. them. Yep. You got to somehow see, you know, it's it's not a bad looking area. I mean, it's it's desolate and it's desert. It's desert has its beauty. You can see if you could attract maybe a bunch of artists to come out here and bring some money with them. I mean, it'd be better maybe. than nothing. Maybe. That's what a lot of yeah. these little desert towns do now. Maybe one day uh, tourism will kick up too. Who knows? You know, they're always developing all over, all over the state. Don't know. If you're looking to invest, though, you should go talk to Scott Brown. Scott, Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Yeah, Scott Boston Brown Properties. Mm. Yeah, he's the the real estate agent in town. Uh, nice. Do you know him? No. The uh, local in in town, or just uh, get called in? Oh no, no, he lives here. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> nice. Well, it's the main street, huh? Yeah. So is he driving you in, into uh, into the actual center, the town center itself? Uh, here we go. Um, <clears throat> it is considered the center of town, but this is due. Uh, primarily just due to the greater concentration of larger structures, including a, a general store, town hall, post office, and a bar uh, called the Last Stop Bar and Beds. You can see a few locals sitting on the porch of the motel next to the bar. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there are currently no cars in the parking lot. You see other signs, there's a barbershop, laundromat, grocery and liquor store, drugstore, bank, electronic repair shop, shoe shop, Thunderbird gift store, looks like a tourist trap. Um, a lot of the buildings look, uh, look to be pretty abandoned themselves though. Right. To the north, you can see the town's water tower and a, a cemetery uh, situated atop a low hill. Uh, and in the distance now from the town center, you can see uh, a large industrial looking building. And to the south, you see the classic church steeple over the shop roofs. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll have him, uh, I'll ask him, I was like, well, Nate, if you want to drop us off here, or go look at the uh, guys' gift shop, maybe simulate your economy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll see you when you get back up to the gas station then. I appreciate right. it. Thank and you, he, sir. Uh, let you out, does a little three-point turn and drives away. So I'm wondering if those buildings up there on that hill, that that's the old uh, slaughterhouse. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, it looks like the only big enough building to have a have any kind of industry up here, unless that's the mine. Yes, it could be the mine. Could um, be, but I mean, what do we got here? Let's see. We got a drugstore. I suppose so, we could ask around and see if anybody saw the kids come in here. So, These building three. Sorry. What nope. was that, Sean? I was just saying you said they weren't all open, or that some of them were abandoned. Yeah, some of them, some of them definitely look closed. <clears throat> um, I can give you a building by building clarification on that, but um, so I don't know if you can see the detail on that map or not. Um, a little bit, yeah. So three A, the first building on the left, um, that is the general store. The general store, right? Yeah, Mather's General Store. That's a wood-fronted structure with a roof porch running the full length of the building. Um, the sign above the entrance declares Mather's General Store. There's a few old barrels with various farming implements sticking out of them, flanking the main double doors, which are wide open. This one obviously is in operation. Um, there is a balding man wearing denim overalls sitting on a sofa at the far end of the porch. A pile of crushed beer cans are piled in the cushion next to him. He stares unabashedly at you. Uh, smoldering cigarette between his fingers. Howdy. He just stares. Um, I, I start to walk over to him. Uh, excuse me, partner. Uh, uh, would you mind if I ask you some questions? Are you the, the owner of the store? He just kind of stares at you for a minute, takes another drag off a cigarette, then Finishes his beer and crushes it and drops it on the cushion beside him. Says, uh, questions, what kind of questions? Well, um, we're looking for uh, some kids who came out here. Uh, how long ago was it? A week? Two weeks? Kids? No, nah, I ain't no kids in Abattoir. He opens another beer. No? Well, they would have come by maybe. So we're just, we don't know if they came by here or not. Uh, just thought maybe they'd stop by the general store if they needed some food or something. Um, mm. I can show you their pictures. Picture of my nephew and niece. And I show him the pictures. He looks, he says, pretty girl. Oh, yeah. Boy looks like trouble. 
<laughs> well, not as much as you'd think, but uh, uh, you didn't see him, huh? Never seen him before in my life, mister. All right. Well, it was a chance. Can we make a psychology roll? Sure. Oh, I got a 13. Wait, wait, what's my psychology? Yeah. That's a good question. Could be. My psychology is a 10. I'll spend three points of luck. Yeah. I'm a doctor, he, damn it. <laughs> this guy, first of all, first thing you realize is this guy is not all there in the head. Okay, yeah, I kind of was guessing that too. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can see, like, yeah, he's got he's got very rough appearance, trimmed red hair, like I said, balding, narrow brown eyes. Uh, he's got a gray apron on that might have been washed once. <laughs> um, he's got jeans and a dark blue work shirt and a pair of thick black rimmed glasses. He does speak very slowly. Um, and he's lighting up another cigarette. And yeah, you get the feeling like he... He's probably not the owner of the of the store. No, he. you think he's lying to you. He, he's not a very good liar okay. either. All right. Like, mm. Or, or if nothing else, even if he's not lying to you, it's almost like he just doesn't give a shit. Okay. Or he's dumb. Um, he, yeah, he does seem pretty dim-witted, but uh, all right. you get, gonna, the, you get the feeling anyway, this guy wouldn't help you if he could. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the store. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But, uh, I'm going to uh, join Larry with that. Sure. Yep. So the interior smells of uh, dust, kerosene, and cigarette smoke. I assume, Chris, are you going to go in with him too? Might as well. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. Instead of standing out here in the heat. Richard, they got cigarettes. Good. Yep, they got cigarettes. Doesn't look like it's been uh, restocked in a number of years, judging by the heavy layer of dust that covers everything. Um, except for the cigarettes. The cigarettes would be clean. Um, the only places conspicuously free of dust are a path leading from the front door to behind the counter and the counter itself. Hmm. They sell a variety of uh, items. Tools, simple clothes, canned goods, dry goods, paper goods, small home furnishings. There's a commercial refrigerator and freezer on the back wall, which has a few basics uh, like eggs, milk, cheese, TV dinners. Um, Hello. Behind, behind the counter, he's got eight shelves displaying bottles of hard liquor, cigarettes, and a selection of tacky ashtrays. And next to the antiquated cash register is a gallon jar of milky liquid with several dozen pickled eggs floating inside. Ugh. A pair of metal tongs hangs from the counter by a string. They're not clean either. Hello? Anybody here? He comes walking in. Oh, it's him. Shit. He says, you just talked to me outside, dummy. I'm right here. Sorry. Uh, wasn't sure if you were the owner. Uh, you can get some cigarettes and stuff. I'm Dan Mathers. This Good to Mathers. meet you, Dan. Can I get some camels? Sure. How many? Box? No, nah, I don't need carton. a carton. So you call it a carton there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just what need, was a uh, carton back then? Two bucks? <laughs> pretty cheap. Dirt cheap. Yeah. Take me uh, two packs, the, the soft, soft packs. They roll up in your shirt. Sure. Sure thing. Mm-hmm. So you Anything get much else? business? You want get to, much uh, bu- yeah. business out here, Dan? Not in twenty years. Yeah, it seems like the only thing that that and isn't uh, past its expiration date is your smokes, which I appreciate. Hmm. Well, lucky for me, 
my grandpa bought this building before I was born. If I had to pay rent here, wouldn't be able to stay open. Hmm. Why stay then? It's home, isn't it? Can't argue with that. That's sometimes all that anybody ever needs. You give him a dollar or whatever yeah, it is for no a couple problem. packs. Mm. All right, thanks, Stan. No problem. So, I, I look, well, there, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so I was going to look around. You said that the floor, it was pretty much dusty, except for kind of like coming in. Yeah. I was going to see if uh, there was any spot that might have had recent foot treads through the dust. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a few. It's not, yeah, I got but, yeah. Yeah, not, right. not, not, no heavy traffic, nothing of that sort. You know what I mean? Like, you can you find a few foot, relatively fresh footprints in the dust. You know, figure right. out maybe somebody came in, walked up to this shelf, grabbed a can of peas. Yeah, know, something gotcha. like that. You know. Gotcha. Okay. But, All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mathers. Have a nice, nice. day. I'll go out. He follows you out and he goes back over on the couch and continues drinking his beer and smoking his cigarettes. Well, let's see what else this hat town has. Here's a barbershop. Next building over is the barbershop. Yep. Classic red, white, and blue barber pole in front of the store turning, producing a slight squeak on each rotation. Yeah. Uh, the large plate glass window says Tom's Barbershop in cracked white letters. Below that are a half dozen public notices announcing a variety of events. Well, most of them look to be years out of date. Huh. Uh, only the one that lists days and times of services at the Blood of the Lamb Pentecostal Church seems to be in any way recent and relevant. Um, oh, there's another handwritten notice that announces a 4th of July sale at Thunderbird Gifts, although there's no indication of any year on it. Uh, mm. It is currently so. the 28th of July. You suppose these people get up to hooting and hollering out there in that Pentecostal church? Probably speaking in tongues. I just can't imagine these people. These people look like they're all ready for the grave. You know, this is the most depressing town I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a ghost town. Uh, Next building over from that is the uh, town hall and post office, which is right across from the bar and beds where you got dropped off. So, well, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the kids getting the haircut. Um, no, but uh, there's that last stop bar. It might yeah. go to the post office. I wonder if yeah. they might have stayed over at the at the at the last stop bar in beds. I can see them stopping at a bar. Let's glance yep. through the But also there's also a grocery store right over there. Yeah. A liquor store. They might have stopped there too. It's hard to believe they can have two stores in this town. Post office. Um the um, the grocery and liquor store is definitely closed. Oh, okay. It has a heavy weathered sign on the front that says uh, for rent or lease, Scott Brown Properties, EM69347. EM69437. Hmm. I suppose Mathers put them out of business with all of his uh, cheery disposition. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. You know? the, uh, the last stop um, looks like a, an old West saloon complete with a wooden false front, wide boardwalk flanking the dusty street and a couple of hitching posts and a water trough. Um, there's a cigar holding wooden Indian standing next to a pair of double doors in the center of the front wall. Uh, 
Several large windows are covered with signs and notices, again, many of which look like they date back decades. But the doors are currently open. All right. Let's walk over there. Hey, Jimberly, I, I uh, tip my hat to the, uh, the wooden Indian. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hat. It's too hot. Um, yeah. Let's go on inside. Welcome. No, just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. Oh, he wasn't cool. wooden. Old, old chief Woodenhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So inside. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Does it got those old swinging uh, little uh, doors like you saw in the westerns? No, unfortunately, oh. these are more modern doors. You know, like Dang. that actually keep out the elements. But um, okay. But they're wide open anyway. Yeah. Probably because it's such a hot day. Right. I know. Um. Inside, there is a long bar that runs along the left wall with a dozen or so stools. Tables and chairs seem to be haphazardly positioned about the room with the occasional support post breaking up the space. And on the far wall from the entrance is a jukebox. The wall around it is covered with all manner of antique farm equipment. Looks like it might date back to the early 1800s. Scattered amongst these are the occasional black and white photograph from days gone by. Hmm. On the wall behind the bar, is a classic mirror that runs the full length, bottles of liquor lined up in front. Uh, the wall above the mirror is covered with license plates uh, dating from as far back as 1908, right up to 1975. Some of them are rusted and bent while others might've been pressed yesterday. In the center of the plates, there's a large boar's head mounted with its mouth wide open. Wow, this looks like, it's like a place that would be a nice place to hang out in the evenings. There's obviously only one person. Uh, sorry, there's two people in here at the moment, and they're both at the bar. One is behind the bar, and one is sitting at the bar. Oh. Um, the gentleman behind the bar is tall, lean, looks like he'd be in his late 40s, maybe, with dark eyes, stringy black hair, and a pencil mustache. Uh, the gentleman sitting in front of him, um, currently nursing what looks to be a glass of whiskey at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what he looks like. Here we go. Um, he's an older man. Hard to difficult his age exactly, but looks to be somewhere between 60 and 70. He has wild gray hair that rings his head like a halo and dark watery eyes. Uh, he's got black pants, a short sleeve black shirt, a clerical collar, um, and no shoes. Hmm. No shoes. No shoes. <laughs> Does his up. feet look weathered and beat up like he's been out in the desert, or does he look like he just took, took his shoes off for comfort? Uh, I mean, yeah, it looks like he's doing so for comfort. He doesn't look okay. like... Uh, right. I mean, he, he looks he's rough like everybody thing. else in this town, but he doesn't look like a, a hobo or anything, though. No. Okay. Right. Um, and just just before we, um, we start talking to people, I'm going to take my notepad out and write Good. down the 1975 license plate and the mo- if there's anything you know, within the last 10 years, just surreptitiously make, you know, if I can, that's what I want to do. Well, if we're talking to people, it's sort of out of the, out of their sight, write down these mm-hmm. license plate numbers. Okay. <clears throat> so you're going to look at all the 1975 plates or whatever and start. Well, if there's anything, I mean, if there's lots of them, I might just pick a few, but I'm just thinking if there's anything relatively recent, just write a few down. Well, let me see here. Give me an idea roll. Probably have stickers on them. Sorry, there's an ant. Um, now the ant is pushing open your door. <laughs> Are you pushing up <laughs> daisies <laughs> now? Um, 
Uh, let's see. My idea is 50. Okay. Uh, I missed it by five, but I'll use five luck to get that if that's okay. Okay. Wallace Comley, that's the name of the missing police officer from Austin, mm -hmm. was driving a 1975 Dodge Charger. And that is his plate. Duh. All right. I'll you, let uh, Richard know this if I can. Yeah, I mean, you guys have only just walked in the place. The other two gentlemen, they've acknowledged, they, yeah. they've looked over and seen you walked in, but they haven't like come over to you or anything. They're Howdy, folks. <laughs> gentleman behind the bar waves. The uh, the other guy kind of half lifts his glass of whiskey and then drains it. I'm going to walk over to the bar. I haven't noticed yeah. the Sure, sure. So, Chris, you pointed out to Richard. Look at that license plate up there. Third, third yep. row, bottom, whatever. Mm. Um, Looks like we're on the right track. I was hoping we weren't. I didn't want to spend any more time in this town than I had to. Um, I don't know if you want those two to do a roll, but they probably realize I'm about to ask them about pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I go, hey folks, how are you doing? I want you to. The gentleman behind the bar. Um, let me go back to my proper. Here we go. I have a picture of him, don't I? Yeah, there he is. So, gentleman behind the bar greets you. Says, "Welcome." Says, "You uh, you want a menu, or do you know what you want?" Something cold is what I would like. So, yeah, cold cold beer. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'll just take yeah. a sarsaparilla if you got one. Sarsaparilla. Got any tab? <laughs> Actually, I have even... God, I wish there was an easier way to do this with Zoom. So there's the, uh, the front and back of the menu. The outside of the menu. The last stop bar and beds. You've made it, partner. Sponsored right. by Hackett and Sons Beef Company. Real people, real meat. Established 1933. Hackett. Chop, chop. <laughs> there you go. Sarsaparilla. What is sarsaparilla? Is that like root beer? It yeah, is, right? it is. Root beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got it. So he uh, serves you up a cold root beer. They're out of Puts town. a cold beer. <laughs> Puts a cold beer up on the uh, on the counter for Dr. Quinn. The one Thank thing you. they're out of is tab. <laughs> they do got orange drink. <laughs> I'll have to walk back to the gas station to get one. I'll have a root beer or a, a sarsaparilla root beer as well, please. All right. So two root beers and a beer. You guys, you guys hungry? It's about lunchtime. Uh, not particularly, but uh... the other the other guy who's sitting there says, actually, on that note, Bobby, give me a give me a bowl of chili. He says, "Yeah, sure thing. I'll uh, I'll put that in for you. I'll put that in there for you, Reverend Scott." Say, hey, uh, we're in town. Uh, we're t passing through. Uh, my nephew and niece uh, went missing in this area uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't heard anything from them. Now we're, we're family's pretty worried, uh, but. Uh, Considering that you know the, the area that we're in, we're we're looking to see if if any of you have seen them come through. 
uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm afraid we're probably going to find them broken down out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but uh, we'd be able to move on if we, if you guys, did they, did, you know, you know, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, did, uh, did they come in here? I got their pictures here. Oh, let's see. Show the yeah, looks at the too. pictures. Give me some head and roll. 33. Yes, that's a pass, but a regular pass. So you see um, his eyes kind of widen when he looks at the pictures uh -huh. for a moment, and then he quickly like recomposes himself. So, huh. This is it. They look pretty young, maybe 20 something. Yeah, you know, just going out for a, I don't know, road trip. Hmm. It's a shame. He says, I wish I could help you, but I've never seen him before. No. Okay. It's back to you. Tell what kind of car they were driving there, Larry. Um, do I know what kind of car they were driving? There? Give me an idea roll. Um, 18. Yeah. Oh. Um, you do, just from looking into it, you know that they were uh, with Wallace Comley, who was a rookie Austin police police officer and he was driving a brand new 1975 dodge charger that yeah, his uh, father had new, given him brand new 1975 dodge, Char dodge charger my uh niece was with her boyfriend and her brother um, yep. and they had they had another person with them too who was um another friend of theirs who was a nurse the they had another friend i don't know i don't know who she was timmy 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 yeah timmy it was janice janice and jack with wallace and timmy Hmm. Dodge Charger, huh? Sounds like a nice car. Yeah, that would be. Thought thought maybe you might uh, recognize that because you know, men men were going to recognize those cars a little bit quicker than paying attention to that dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any uh, any new Dodge Chargers recently. Hmm. See, uh, Nate Nate bought himself a new Impala. Yeah, yeah, he, he drove, drove us here in that. Very nice. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth ride. Where did he get that from? Do you know? I didn't, didn't see a car dealership anywhere around here. Oh, there's no car dealerships in Marathon, nah. Or in, in Avatar, no. Probably exactly. bought it up in... Oh, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head where he bought it. Maybe Marathon? Marathon, yeah. Keep hearing Marathon. about that, please. Mm -hmm. Never thought we... to ask him. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Maybe big band, yeah. Is where people check into the hotel. We might our car is getting worked on, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I run the, the motel as well. Yeah, uh, we, got, we got four rooms. Four rooms. They're all huh? available. Shocking. Yep, it's eight dollars if you want a room. Hmm, mm, that's not bad. Yeah. They uh, I got signed into a book or anything. Says, oh, says, uh, here you go. He well, hands you a railroad tie with a key attached to it. Richard, are we we staying here, Richard? No, just uh, we'll see. Do I do I got to sign into a book or anything for insurance reasons? No, 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 that's no, unnecessary. Okay. Well, since uh, since he doesn't seem like he got a rush on rooms, uh, when's the latest we can uh, check in? Just. In, Okay, I'd hate to, you know, 
chew up your rooms and then, then my car get fixed and then we press on. Oh, usually open till, uh, well, usually open till about uh, one or so in the morning. All oh. right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully the gas gas station will know whether our car is fixed by then. Not, might be uh, enjoying a couple whiskeys with you. I like your bar. Looks yeah. like you've done a lot to decorate. It's nice. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the few places that still gets any business in town. Yeah. Is Very it good kid- jumping at night or? Jumping. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I look over at the many, not that many people left around here these days. Yeah, and I like jumping. I look over. I'm surprised that you could have a bar. I mean, uh, my aunt, she's Pentecostal. I didn't know they were uh, drinkers. Oh, not everybody in town is Pentecostal. Yeah, Reverend Scott, who's sitting there, he he almost chokes on his whiskey, which has been refilled. Oh, Reverend Scott. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you, Mr. Scott, are you, are you related to the, I saw a sign back there for real estate uh, for Scott. Well, that's Scott Brown. Oh, Scott Brown. I'm sorry. I, I'm just making conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Is it your I, church, I, Reverend? Uh, the, the blood of the lamb? That's right. Yeah. I, I, I run the blood of the lamb. <laughs> He kind of slurs his speech a bit. You get a lot of uh, parishioners on Sunday? Uh, not as many as I would like. No, it seems that uh, kids these days, people these days, I should say, just, uh, well, they get all kind of funny ideas. Hmm. I hear you. No. He says, uh, unfortunately, Reverend Austin has, uh, has probably a larger flock than I have. Oh, really? So there's another church in town. Well, it's not in town. Uh, Nearby town? One of those re- revivalist tents? Oh, they got an old adobe fort outside of town that they use as kind of a a compound, for lack of a better word. Seems like that'd be awful hot out there. Yeah, they uh, they got some, uh, I don't know, some radical views, I suppose, which is ironic coming from a Pentecostal preacher. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like my churches to not be out where their scorpions are. I got. I do like your decorations in here. It's kitschy. I like all the license plates. They 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 get your attention. Says, oh yeah, you like those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you get so many new ones? I mean, I oh. can't imagine people will give up their license plates, you know, willingly. No, I get those from the Vincent brothers. They run the scrap yard here in town. They salvage them from various wrecks and things. The sheriff has them clear off the highway. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that. Yeah, I can see that. You know, they go out there. They don't respect that fifty-five mile an hour speed limit and lose control. Mm, especially on some of them dirt roads out here on the backbone. Yeah, that's what we're really hoping our our uh, our kids didn't do. Yeah. Uh, so, 
how far is that? How far is the Vincent brothers? Because they got in a wreck. They seem like the type of people we'd want to go talk to. Yeah, maybe they've, they've got, I mean, if they had scraps of the car. Yeah, see if they've seen that car. Oh, yeah, Vincent Brothers, well, if you just follow the main street here, all the way down to the end, you'll come to a, a crossroad. That'd be Hackett Road. You turn left there, then take the first right onto Steel Road. Uh, follow that on down. Um, don't take the right onto uh, the pit road. That leads over to the dump. But if you keep on following around the left on Steel Road, that'll take you eventually to the, uh, the scrapyard. All right. Not a terribly large town. It's less than a mile from here. Right. Yeah. Now that we've been refreshed, should be no problem. Okay, sure you don't want to eat? Says we got uh, really good well, chili. At the moment, we're home. Oh, geez, chili. If we, if, we get back in that, if we get back in that car and start driving, uh, I'm not sure that we should all eat chili. Um, oh. but we'll see. We'll see it. if uh, we'll see if we end up having to stay here overnight. Do a sausage sandwich and fries for a dollar. It's a last stop special. What's mm. the surprise? <laughs> some fries. Some oh, fries. Some fries. <laughs> yeah, not surprise. It's like, what are you talking about? What surprise? Huh? <laughs> Took me a minute to register what you were asking. Fries. That's the surprise. <laughs> that's awesome. Sauce, sausage sandwich and some fries for a dollar. The surprise uh, is what Reverend Scott gets a you know um, the uh, there's a knock on the kind of like little window thing um, yeah. alongside and okay Robert as he I think it was somebody called him Robert oh Bobby that's what sorry Reverend Scott called him Bobby Bobby goes over and slides up the thing and pulls out the bowl of chili it's on a little plate he brings it over and sets it in front of uh, Reverend Scott and says I'm telling you you're missing out if you don't get yourselves a bowl of chili well. How about we, uh, how long, what are your lunch hours? So we serve food till 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Yeah. Oh. So how, how about, how about this? We're going to go up and talk to the Vincent brothers and then uh, we'll be back. I just don't want to be walking in the sun with a full belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's understandable. This is where I'll be here when you come back. Oh. I appreciate it. Good afternoon, Dr. Brenner. Well, good morning, I suppose. And you see another gentleman has walked in. Uh, I have an image for him as well. My character's getting a little antsy because he's 26. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's thinking we could eat right Absolutely. now. Mm -hmm. Like there's food right there. How did I do? I'm gonna ham and cheese afterwards, I guess. Yeah, I get that cheese on your stomach and then go out in the Texas heat. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I want to walk all the way over to the... It's 26. He's impervious to all ailments. <laughs> mm. So a gentleman walks in, um, glasses and uh, shortcut hair. Um, find him here. Good old Dr. Brenner. He sees you guys up at the bar and he immediately starts walking forwards with a big uh, smile on his face. Says, uh, well, welcome to Abattoir. I'm Dr. Brenner. Doctor? Hmm. Oh. Dr. Brenner. Uh, what are you a doctor of? Uh, medical? Yeah, medical doctor. That's right. Hmm. Only one in Abattoir. Hmm. 
Well, not at the moment. Dr. Larry Quinn. I shook oh, his hand. Medical doctor as well. Uh, forensic surgeon, actually. Yeah. Forensic surgeon. Wow. From Austin. This man is in his early 60s, average built. His hair is neat and gray, and his eyes are pale blue. He's currently wearing a white suit with a matching Panama hat and polished brown shoes. Um, he's got the tie a bit undone and the top couple of buttons undone. And he's not wearing the jacket at the moment. Well, doctor, uh, uh, practice isn't, isn't busy today or just coming in for lunch. Practice is never busy in the abattoir. Seems to be. A but no, I just came down for a bit of lunch. Won't you join me? What so you have? Uh, what y'all what with the uh, FBI or something? That's right. I'm judging by the sidearm and the yes, sir. forensic forensic uh, surgeon and all. And we're looking for my niece and nephew and a couple of their friends. Um, we were hoping you that they stopped by here on their way. Uh, way through but so far we haven't gotten any leads you haven't by chance seen anybody and I show him the mm -hmm. he takes a look hmm. gets a look of genuine concern on his face um, no can't say I have that's a mighty fine looking young lady his brother and sister you said yeah oh uh, yeah yeah, I guess you can kind of see the resemblance. My sister's kids. Look at the hair on that kid. Gosh, what is going on these days? All oh, rock and roll and sex and drugs. Like, it's all left over from the 60s. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you. Don't know. If, if, I'd, if I'd ever come home with hair like that to my pappy, well, I'll tell you what. I don't think I'd be a doctor today. Well, well, Dr. Brenner, we'd like to join you, but we, uh, at least I'm going to head on up to the wreckers. Uh, Chris, you, 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 uh, Jones in for some food, you know, I, I, I am, but whatever, it's your call. It's awfully but hot. Doesn't hurt to have someone talk to the local doctor. Well, I wouldn't mind keeping the doctor company if you you think that's reasonable i if you don't mind i'm just young man hungry uh you know richard plugging up a tire and blowing it back up again shouldn't take them too long no nope, we could just wait not. until we get we should just wait until we get the car and drive over there scrap yard would probably just be another well we've been here almost a half an hour already yeah you might be you got a good point there uh larry Unless we'll get some food yeah yeah, the on, moment I see the tide is turning, I look at the bartender and I say, I'll have a ham and cheese, please. <laughs> sure thing. Go on with the potato chips, please, and a Coke. Got it. Thank you. Thank you so well, much. I'll um, have some chili. I'll have the uh, – I'm going to have some chili, too. It's been uh, advertised well. Is that with, with beans chili. or no beans? This is Texas, son. Texas chili. Think? That's right. I was just checking. <laughs> oh, I still don't know. Are you guys, answer. you guys working out of DC or something? <laughs> Doctor Brenner laughs. He pulls out a uh, pulls out a chimney, you know, the pipe thing, you know, fires it up. 
What's it called? Chimney style? Chimney style pipe? Yeah. Yeah. Light up my cigarette. I have another uh, root beer or another sarsaparilla. Yeah, sure thing. No problem at all. Thank you. Fills that up for you. Mm -hmm. Down. So I imagine there's not too much work for a doctor out here. Uh, accidents, heat stroke, maybe. Well, you know, anywhere there's people, there's always going to be some need for a doctor. But uh, uh, it's it's pretty quiet. I got a pretty good, uh, a pretty uh, easy job out here. Where's the nearest hospital? I mean, I nearest imagine hospital, probably Marathon. Oh, that's quite a drive. <laughs> everything, everything. So you do everything. Everything's yeah. a marathon. Yeah. You uh, patch people yeah, up. Yeah, you're, on, get the, you're on the scrub so. desert. You know, <laughs> small, small marathon uh, goes the extra 26 miles for you. Hmm. Because oh, there wasn't even a hospital here during the uh, during the good old times. Yeah. Were you here during the good old times? Me? Oh yeah. Yep. That's why I stuck around. I figured I was already getting on in my years and. Yeah. You know, I uh, I had a pretty good practice going. I had plenty of money to retire on, own my home, own my office. Yeah. What happened? I heard there was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident out the old uh, Wayland Mines. Yeah. Collapse. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. It's awful. That was, did they, oh, man, did they was, decide whether it was years the, ago. Was it the Wayland Company's fault that they uh, um, shirk on their safety you know, responsibilities, or what was it? Um, yeah, well, you know, there was a lot of lawsuits involved. Um, it wasn't just one accident. There'd been, there'd been a series. Of, they'd had a lot of uh, mine-related deaths over the years, but this one, when that tunnel collapsed, yeah, it... Uh, Oh, like 10 people died that day. And uh, yeah, that was just about enough for, for Wayland. They, uh, they pulled out, moved on. But uh, as far as I know, I don't think they were ever really officially found responsible. You know, That's a shame. Government contractors and all that. Yeah. But hopefully they mined enough uranium to make enough bombs to keep those commies in line. Mm -hmm. Boy, back in those days, man, well, oh, you saw the sign, right, on the way in town. There used mm -hmm. to be eight, almost 900 people living here. It's insane. 900. Wow. You guys could all bring two dates and we still wouldn't have 100 people today. Mm -hmm. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've seen towns, you know, about the 300 people bigger than this. Well. So why do y'all stay out here in the in the hot desert? Oh, get used to it. I guess so. Hmm. We're desert folk. Oh, you, you tend to a lot Sides. of. Uh... Have you seen the prices they're charging for properties these days in the cities? Yeah, yeah, I live true. there. Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't know when exactly. I'm going to be able to buy a house. I don't think I could convince Sheila to come out here though. All the crime, the drugs. Nah, it's that, that life's not for me. Mm -hmm. I like it nice and quiet now. Yeah. I was uh, uh, saying to somebody earlier today, I was saying, you know, you get a bunch of artists to come out here and paint the desert. And 
bring some economy into this place. Yeah. Well, you know, things come and go. I mean, before the tap, before the mine came here, this was just a, well, it was pretty much just a, a, a meat town, you know, the old Hackett and Sons Beef Company. Is that the, the buildings source. that I can see up on the hill over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can see them. They're the biggest buildings in town. Hmm. Um, but they closed up shortly after the mining company moved in. But then the mine, well, they, they employed three or four times as many people as the beef company did. So hmm. these things come and go. It's been, oh, what, 19 years since that tunnel collapsed. So I reckon Avatar is in for a run of good luck pretty soon. Sure. So cattle in the area? Yeah. Well, not so much anymore. But not 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 here in Abattoir anyway. Mm. Hackett Sons, they they used to raise their own. Mm. Understand? So you must get shipments of food though on a regular basis out here, huh? Oh yeah, I mean the deliveries still come through. You know, Russo has to get his gas for the SO station. Dan, he needs to get uh, the occasional supplies for the general store, mostly beer and cigarettes these days, but mm. works. So you you the doctor when there's a wreck? You the one they call? Oh, yeah, I'm the only doctor in town, son. Mm. So uh, did you get called out a couple weeks ago, Dodge Charger? That is what it was, right? Yeah, Dodge Charger. Okay, yeah, a Dodge Charger? Hmm, no. 1975. No, I haven't, uh, haven't had any uh, any recent wrecks that I've had to deal with, no. Okay. Last well, accident I tended to was about uh, two months ago. Yeah, it was back in May. Uh, fortunately, there were no survivors. Mm. That's tragic. Treacherous roads out there. It is. Glad to hear that. It's been a while though that you've had since you've had to be called out. Well, here in Abattoir two months ago, that's not such a long time ago at all. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm from a big city, so uh, bad wreck. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, were you from Dallas? That's where I am stationed. Uh, people must die in car accidents there every day. Uh, yeah, yeah between that and fort worth yeah, i've been there for uh going on uh 15 years now really yep i was working Bad there day. on uh on november 22nd 63 oh when they shot him tough you you with the the bureau there we are that's a rough one yeah a rough one yeah say public opinion was you boys really dropped the ball on that one well you know it's hard to say that we uh did a good job <laughs> but madman's a madman mm. so and then the uh knock on the uh the hatch again and hatch opens and robert comes back around brings out your ham and cheese sandwich uh, potato chips and a Coke, a um, couple bowls of chili, and uh, Dr. Brenner's having the uh, the special, the sausage sandwich nice. with, with fries. 
Smell good. The food actually smells pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hot and spicy, or much, perhaps much to your surprise. Um, yeah, it's spicy. It's spicy. There's a lot mm. of chili in there. Nice. A lot of chili in the chili. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, Sweat cools you off. Right. My ham and my ham and cheese looks pretty good. Yeah. Yep. It's not. I'm it's not a- green. <laughs> I make a, I make a point in front of the minister, the reverend, of saying a little quiet prayer before I eat the food. Um, the reverend has his back to you because he's still sitting at the bar. Oh. All right, then I don't. But you could you could say it loudly if you want. Well, I'll say it within earshot. Yes, a little yeah. little prayer before I eat my food. Sure. Do you try to get everybody to gra- clasp hands as well, or no? Do you just uh, <laughs> you just say no, it yourself? No, no, no. Pr- okay. No. Oh, well, uh, hopefully they'll have our car fixed and we can be out of here soon. Yeah, I'll give them and a call here. You hear uh, you hear a rumbling sound as a, a vehicle with a really bad exhaust blows up outside. Uh, you hear a loud slamming of two heavy metal doors. Um, and three guys come walking in. The first of which looks like this gentleman right here. Oh, is that a bullet in his head? Does he have a bullet in his head? It is not a bullet. <laughs> it, is, it looks like an industrial screw. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, He's got a ragged scar running across his face and head. Glint of metal. Yeah, turns out to be a, a bolt. Actually, looks like it looks like it was screwed into the left side of his forehead. Um, whether it was done to intimidate people or just as a crude attempt to pin his skull together after an injury is unclear. Looks like an injury. Yeah. He's lean, muscular. Um, he's also covered with like scars and, and stuff. Um, but he has no 3D vision. Not just on his face, but even like his arms and stuff too. No. Um, Jeez. Yeah. He's no got doubt. some, yeah, some tattoos that you can see. Um, there's one in particular that kind of just shines, shows a little bit above the, you know, the the, the drooping part of the wife beater, you know, mm-hmm. the old, uh, what do you call it, tank top? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Um, Looks, you can see some red lettering, and you might be able to make out um, a couple of words. Um, do any of you guys speak Latin? Yeah, I've got Latin. Yeah? Yeah. No, I don't have Latin, but I don't know why I wouldn't. No, I don't have Latin. I'm a doctor. Good, good doctors. <laughs> my character doesn't I didn't Latin. think to put it on my list. Well, it looks like some Latin... He has some Latin stuff tattooed across his chest. You can see a couple of the, the, the words. You see, I am non, which is, I don't know if that's even how to pronounce it. I don't know fucking Latin. I'll type it in the chat. I-A-M is the first word. Uh, and the second word is non, N-O-N. And there's more words. You just can't see the rest. Uh, the other two guys look like they could practically be his little brothers. Or younger brothers, I should say. They're not actually. They're bigger than he is. Um, they're they're even a little bit taller and a little bit uh, 
broader, although he's quite obviously in charge as he walks in front and um, he walks up to the bar and uh, orders three beers and three shots. Hmm. And he says, Daryl, go put something on the jukebox. So the other fella walks over to the jukebox. You hear the sound as a coin slips in. And Inagata DeVita starts playing. Oh, good one. It'll be a long one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ten minutes. He's got his money's worth with that quart nickel. Yeah. I lean over to Chris. I'm like going, hey, Chris, um, go see what kind of yeah. car they, they pulled up in. We might want to keep track of these. this guy. You got they it. look like trouble. Okay. I stand and stretch. Oh. I kind of take half my sandwich and I just sort of mosey over to the jukebox and look at it. Is it near the door or is it away from the door? The jukebox, if you might remember, is on the opposite wall from the door. Opposite wall from the door. And then I sort of walk over the door and sort of look out the window. Is it just as if I'm looking out in the street while I munch away at my sandwich and just see what kind of car there is outside? It's a, it's a big old pickup truck. Um, I don't know if I have any more details beyond that other than to say, yeah, it's a big 1960s or 70s pickup. Okay. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Definitely. I mean, you can just tell by looking at it from the sound and everything. It definitely sounds like uh, it's definitely got a pretty powerful engine in it. And uh, yeah, at a, at a piss poor exhaust system, <laughs> at least a poorly maintained exhaust system, I should say. Right. It's got a trailer hitch. Has a trailer hitch. Uh, no trailer. Okay. I, do, I don't return right away. I eat my sandwich like I'm just looking try at to get the window. A, try and get a good look at it. Give me a spot hidden roll. That's an 11. That is, yes, I do. It has some strange, like, metal pole kind of sticking up out of the bed near the uh, back of the truck, or near the, sorry, kind of near the back window of the truck, as it were. You know, that's sort of towards the mm -hmm. front part of the bed, if you yep. will. Um, you're not really sure what the hell the purpose of that is, but. Just a pole? Yeah, it's just some metal pole. Hmm. All right, I note it all in my too head I, I don't make it yeah go ahead too Sorry. thick and heavy to be like a flagpole or anything but yeah hmm. Hmm. all right well i stand for a minute as if i'm looking at the scenery looking around i don't make it obvious i'm looking at the truck once i'm my quarter sandwich is done i kind of mosey on back to the seat and uh mm -hmm. sit down and as long as i'm out of earshot of those other fellas i say pickup truck Figures. Okay. And uh, the barman comes walking over with a tray of shot glasses full of uh, whiskey. Starts putting a shot glass out in front of each of you, including Dr. Brenner. Says, uh, gentlemen, these drinks are from Seth. And the guy with the bolt in his, in his forehead or in his uh, eyebrow kind of turns and raises a glass. Mm. I take my lead from Richard. If he if he drinks, I drink. We are off duty. I give it a smell, real quick. Is it like a, a bourbon it's not or kerosene? A cheap... <laughs> yeah, not care. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, a Texas style bourbon. You know? Right. Okay. I mean, All right. You know, it's it's not a proper bourbon. You know? Thank right. you kindly. <laughs> it's yeah. sorry. No offense to anybody in Texas, but bourbon comes from Kentucky. 
That's, that's right. Champ- champagne comes from Champagne. Bourbon yeah. comes from Kentucky. But yeah, yeah it's good though. It's it's, it's a decent, right. uh, strong Kentucky I, style. I I yell over. It's like, <laughs> what are, what are we toasting to? He just kind of smiles. Says, "New friends." There's the new friends. And he slams his down. Says, "Get him another one." Everybody. Oh. Reverend Scott, too. Well, we got to drive. Thank you, but uh... <laughs> there ain't any other cars out for miles. It's on me. Come on, Bobby, serve him up. He slams his hand down on the bar kind of hard, and Bobby kind of you see a like a instinctive kind of uh, twitch. You know what I mean? Like a, a flinch. Bobby Submissive shots flinch. real quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Bobby's used to doing whatever Seth tells him to do, asks him to do. So, and Bobby comes over with another round of shots. Hmm. And Seth walks over at this point to the table. His two um, cohorts stay up at the bar with Reverend Scott. They're not conversing. Right. Reverend Scott, actually, um, you probably notice is intentionally ignoring these gentlemen and not, not engaging them. These Seth guys got any over. tattoos? Or, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, those guys, yeah, some of them have some tattoos. Uh, not not quite to the um, extent that Seth has. Not prison uh, tats or anything like that. Hmm. No, no, not prison. I, tats. I just imitated that noise you made. <laughs> Did you? I had to think about it. No, not not prison mm-hmm. tats. You see um, a lot of snake-like motif stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of serpent right. stuff. You know, no spider webs or. So you say that Seth comes over to our table? Yeah, he walks right over to your table with his shot glass in hand. And says, welcome to Abattoir. Thank Name's you. Seth. Seth. Seth, wow. Seth, Seth. so how did you uh, get the injury? I'm a forensic doctor. Oh, that car accident. Car accident? Hmm. Yeah. I couldn't remove it. Doctor huh? pa- Doc passed me up real good, did you, Doc Bob? He slacks, do- slaps Dr. Brenner on the back. Dr. Brenner just kind of like jerks forward a little bit and says, oh, I did the best I could, Seth. Uh, it's pretty hard to keep a skull that thick together. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Better than, that, laughs. That, than having your brains fall out. Yeah. That's well, Seth, right. Seth, you seem to be uh, one of the friendliest guys in town that so we've met so far. It's like going to what I it's what I'm known for, he says, and he smiles wolfishly. I go. Uh, so, do you uh, do you greet all all the new guests this way? Because if you do, that's that's just amazing. I mean, two shots of whiskeys for three strangers is you know, that's a decent amount of money. Ah, don't worry about it. I don't greet everybody this way per se, no, but I'm in a good mood today. It's my birthday. Oh, well, happy Ooh. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Seth. Going, uh, well, you know, uh, I don't know if you, you are, uh, I know this, Seth, but we didn't just come out here to uh, meet new friends, although we're blessed to have that. Oh, that explained the pistols. Yeah, that's right came out here looking for uh, some missing people 
And so you seem to know, know a lot of people. So you might be the one to, uh, to ask. And, uh, Hey, Hey Larry, you got that picture? Yeah. My nephew and niece, they seem to have gone missing. We thought maybe they broke down somewhere around here. He looks at the pictures. He looks at the picture of, uh, of Jack. You had two pictures. I think you said, right? One of each. Correct. Yeah. So he looks at the picture. Jack says, fucking hippies. He tosses that back on the table. He looks at the other picture and says, whoa, oh, she's a looker. Yeah, my sister's girl. I'd quite like to meet her. Hands Everyone in to town you. likes this picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me an idea roll, Chris. Oh. oh. I do no, that I failed Some, by 25. You failed? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Big time. All right. Oh, come on. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. This will be the last one, though, Seth. Just so you know. Are you on appreciate. duty or something? No, not on duty or else I couldn't have had one to start off with, of course. You know, but He looks confused by that. What do you mean? If we were on duty, we couldn't have had any drink with you. <laughs> Sheriff drinks on duty all the time. Come on. Well, Sheriff's an elected official. You actually might. Uh, I don't want to, you'll see Doc Doc Bob Rob Doctor Brenner give him a jab with an elbow. <laughs> Seth just uh, does barely even registers it. But he goes. Uh, does sheriff sheriff come around here a lot, Seth? We'd like to talk to him. Uh, doesn't come around here a lot. Wish he'd come around a lot more. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like the sheriff. Oh okay, yeah. Thought maybe you were having trouble and you might might need the sheriff's assistant, which was going to catch me off guard because you look like the type of man that takes care of problems himself. Well, I mean, you know, I don't take no gruff from nobody. But I try to stay on the right side of the law. And I like the sheriff. He's tough. He's a real man. That's some sissy hippie gestures at the uh, picture of Jack. Well, what kind yeah. of man wears his hair like that anyway? His mom tries to get him to cut it, but you know he's rebellious. Yeah, should get him a dress to go with it next time. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, have, ever since Joe Namath was on the TV with that long hair of his, been inspiring people ever since. But, but you know. We still need to find need to find him whether we like their hair or not. No. Well, good luck, I guess. I appreciate it. You might want to check out the uh, follow Red Road out in the desert. Look out there. They find Rex out there sometimes. Been out there for weeks with nobody even noticing. Mm, Red Road, huh? Depending on how far off the road they go. That's right. Red Road head heads out of town east. Hmm. All right, we'll check that out. I appreciate it. Well, it's very fortuitous to run into you. A couple free drinks and uh, and a lead. Well, I uh, I I'm here to help. Well, thank you, thank you very much again, Seth. Hey, bartender, can I borrow your phone? Bartender says, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, 
it's just around back here, coming coming back here. And at this point, Seth like says, "Oh, come on, Daryl, Dylan, let's go, boys. Work to do. Doc Bob, we'll see you later." Oh, I'm gonna call the the station and see if the the gas station and see if cars call the, the association. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's got the number probably right there. Um, behind the bar. So you call up there, the phone rings and rings and rings about 15 times before somebody finally picks it up. Hello? Hey, uh, this is uh, Rich Carlisle. I dropped my car off. It had a flat. I was just calling to see how it was, how it was coming along. Oh, hey, yeah, it's, it's Russell. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just about done. If you guys are walking up from the uh, the last stop, uh, it'll be done by the time you get up here. I'd say. All right, excellent. Much appreciated. Yeah, that over. Yeah, they're getting they're finishing up the the car. We can go up to the Vincent Brothers after this. All right, excellent. Well, Dr. Brenner says, uh, "Well, I I do hope you find the." kids you're looking for and uh, I hope you find them none the worse for wear as well if you all need anything he says I live down on Main Street and he gives you um, an address does he have a phone number? he probably has a phone number too and a phone number if you mm -hmm. need anything you give me you give old uh, Doc Bob a call thanks Doc and don't worry I try to do a better job on you than I did on old Seth over there and he winks. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> he says the bolt was only supposed to be temporary, but he insisted on keeping it. He thinks it makes it look tough. Does he get infections around the uh, the wound? I don't think that would irritate oh. the hell out of you. Uh, he hasn't had one for years. He used to, but uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the human body is an amazing thing. You'd be amazed sure. what it can uh, adapt to. Uh, Seth had that chunk of metal in his eyelid there for or her eyebrow there for uh, it must be eight years now. Wow. I'd say it's just as much part of his skull as anything else. Car car accident. Oh yeah, yeah. He rolled over real bad out there on Red Road. Be careful out there. Those uh that road's pretty treacherous if you go that way. Well, I'm not sure why the kids would go in that direction. Not sure they came through this town anyway, so we're might I don't know. Yeah, there ain't much out there. Ain't much to see except for maybe the uh, the old mines. Is that where the mines maybe, were? Maybe they were going out to the old mining camp. That's possible. Yeah. Possibility. A bunch, bunch of kids want to find some old place where they can sit around under the stars and drink and fuck and do whatever they want to do. Hmm. Well, thank you very much. No, you're very welcome. Let me just pay our bill. And uh, the, the chili was quite delicious. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. If, uh, you, if you need a room, you know where to find me. You know, I've got, got, I've got four rooms available. Um, and like I said, we serve food to 9 o'clock. So if you need to come back for dinner, there ain't no problem at all. All right. All right. We appreciate it. And um, when we head out, I kind of want to 
walk somewhat to see if I can look behind the building. Uh, yeah, behind the uh, the bar motel. Yep. Sure. Looking to see if there's a car there or something. No, no, there's nothing. You don't see any cars stashed out behind it or anything of that sort. You can see up. Uh, you can see the church up above, kind of you know to the south. Uh, it's up on a little hill there. And then beyond that, you can see some more houses, maybe on another road, a little bit in the distance there. But yeah, right, all right. Yeah, all right. Let's. Uh... So, are you sure about that, Chris? That that was their license plate? What are you all That's talking about? Uh, th- well, those doc, ki- yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. You let know, Chris. Yeah, the, the, that license plate, the newest one, the 1975 plate in the wall, that's our uh, that's our car we're looking for. It wasn't the only 1975 plate either. Oh, it, no, there were other ones. There were a few others, but yep. The same, but one of those plates. I was just I was just scanning them to see if I could make a list to see if we could look at ones that might have been missing over the years, last 10 years or so, because people have gone missing out here. And that one definitely matches... So either something's up here or the kids were in an accident and their car ended up in the scrapyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, assuming that that's, that's where he's getting the license plates from. Exactly. Well, let's go get the car and then drive out to the scrapyard. Yep. Yeah. You guys go back up to the, uh, the SO station. It's a hot walk, but you know, of course you had a good couple of cold sarsaparillas before you made the trip. That's right. The uh, the hot chili will help too. It warmed you up on the inside, which helps you cool on the outside a little bit, you know. So you walk up to the SO, your car is there. It's uh, it's already been pulled back out onto the uh, into the kind of parking area of the gas station there. Russ beats you there. Says, "Yep, here, here's your keys." And, Thank uh, you. Well, what do we owe you, Seth? He names off a pretty low amount right. of money. It's not much. I, I don't know how much it costs to get a <laughs> a tire plugged in 1975, but it's cheap. Right. Yeah, broke today. Uh, I go. Um, so, Russ, uh, let me ask you something. Uh, the Vincent brothers—they—they they pull a lot of cars off the highway. Well, yeah, it's kind of what they do. They run a scrapyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about that Seth character? We met him. He's an interesting person. He gets a a real like um, paranoid look on his face. Kind of looks over his shoulder uh, impulsively. Oh, you met Seth, did you? Did did he bought us around? You better just stay away from him. He's bad news. Oh. Yeah. Him and his his whole group. You're better off just staying away from them. Yeah, I a little rough, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Very rough. So they're all trouble out there. Out at the, uh, how is it called? Out at the compound. It's not called the compound. There's another name for it. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, 
we'll say compound for the moment until I can remember the actual fucking name of the place. Uh, the Homestead. Yeah, they're all trouble out there at the Homestead. Homestead. And Reverend Osteen gets them all fired up into a fiery fervor and uh, yeah, they're just a oh, rough, so that's the rough that, lot. That's the ones out of the Pueblo Indian camp. Yeah, yeah. Reverend Austin, Austin. Mm. Interesting. All right, that's good to know. Well, thank you very much for uh, spotting that flat and get and even more for getting it fixed. Hey, no problem. You uh, you're heading out to the Vincent's then, yeah. Yeah, and then probably to the nearest town where we can get that tire completely replaced. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're All right, but uh, well, you just uh, just be careful. And the, the Vincent brothers, they're uh, they're in close with Seth and his lot too. So. Oh. Oh. Well. Well, we'll let you know that uh, we met Seth, and Seth was cool with us. What What does Seth do for a living? Seth doesn't do much of anything for a living as far as I know. He's got a nice big truck. He, uh, I, I guess maybe he's an assistant to Reverend Austin or something, but uh, <laughs> you might notice if you hang around here long enough, you'll see Seth doesn't pay for much. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. He's the town bad boy. Yeah. Did I notice, did he pay for our drinks? Or did he just Give me an idea. It. Give me an idea. We'll see if you noticed. Yeah. Probably not then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. Uh, that is a hard. He didn't pay for anything the whole time he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, boys, let's uh, let's get on the road. Yeah, I agree. Yes, sir. You got it, Doc. Okay. So you head down to the well, scrapyard. As soon as we're alone in the car driving, um. I'm starting to think that we might be in a bit of uh, uh, these people seem rather rough around the collar. Um, what do you think about you know going to the sheriff's office and telling him what we suspect? Uh, well, Larry, that my one concern with that is that when I brought this up that there was a missing person out here I was told to let it lie and let the sheriff deal with it and the sheriff I told Seth, Seth that's a political office and he's getting elected by the people that live out here so you're thinking that he might be part of the problem saying okay. that sometimes it's better not to kick a hornet's nest well, I, I trust that you two are both well-armed and well-skilled. Probably hold your... I mean, you guys are FBI agents. Yeah. Couldn't they be any, any safer hands than with you guys. Yeah. Well, also, Seth likes the sheriff. This is my, my thought. Mm. If Seth likes the sheriff and mm. Seth is a problem... Yeah. You know where I came from? Uh, we try very hard not to judge a book by its cover. Um, I agree, but uh, some people were where I came from also. Uh, 
when uh, people are nervous around someone, there's usually a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that makes total sense. Yeah. All right, let's head over to the scrapyard and see yeah. if we can. Well, let's be careful. Right. So, driving out uh, east on uh, Main Road or Main Street. Main Street, yeah. You will. Uh, <clears throat> so once you get uh, past the post office, the last up our beds, you'll see the closed now uh, abattoir, grocery, and liquor. First bank of abattoir, which uh, looks to be open. Uh, hmm. There's Kelly's Drugs, uh, which is a, a local, the local drugstore, also looks to be open. Uh, Sunshine Laundromat, also open. Thunderbird Gifts, open. Um, Best Foot Forward, Shoes and Repairs, closed for sale, for rent or lease. Scott Brown Properties. Atomic Radio Electronics, also for sale, um, not for rent release, but this one's actually for sale by Scott Brown Properties. Um, continue out then, uh, yeah, on the right side, you will see um, like a Spanish colonial style house. This is right across from the school. The school is number five there on the map. Um, the, uh, has a wooden sign with a lime green logo near the road that advertises it as Scott Brown Properties. Mm. Uh, and then there's the school on the left-hand side of the road, which um, is the largest building in town, except for the slaughterhouse itself, of course. Red brick, uh, flat roof, trimmed granite. Um, large pair of double doors, side entrances at both ends. In, etched into the granite above the door, it says Wayland Community Public School, established 1952. It's three stories tall. Wow. Uh, and the entire thing is surrounded by a five foot high chain link fence. No gates um, on it. Um, so obviously the fence is just right to keep people out of the building. And on the, the fence, of course, is a Scott Brown property sign. <laughs> so the school's not open. No. What, uh, what day? Of the week you still see it? actually in uh, some of the windows, you'll see uh, yellow construction paper kind of hands put out to spell go rattles <laughs> put out to spell go rattlers okay what day of the week is it that's a good question hold on a second i'll tell you i freaking forgot uh july 28 1975 um it's monday okay just wonder where their kids go to school hmm. well give me an idea roll I haven't seen the woman yet, so I think they got kids. Well, uh, I got a 66, so that's a pass. You've not seen a woman nor a child since you arrived in this town. Yeah. Well, it's hot. Mm -hmm. It's true. No, I, I'm kind of But they definitely go to school but, here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there, there's no school here. How, how bizarre. Maybe they've all moved out. Who wants to live here? Jeez. Yeah. It's low property taxes without a school. I'm not so sure now that I feel comfortable with everybody leering at my niece. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Everyone thought she was a pretty girl. Like they hadn't seen a pretty girl in a while. You know, it very well could be that. that they've all moved out here and that the, the women are like, fuck this. And they just left. 
Mm -hmm. Now they're all slowly dying off. Hmm. All right. A little out past the school, you'll see a normal looking Georgian style house uh, that looks really well maintained. It's the nicest looking house you've seen in Abattoir. That wouldn't stand out in a suburb of, suburb of Dallas at all. A sign on that door, um, or sorry, a sign out front says, uh, Dr. Robert L. Brenner. Um, nine to five, Monday through Thursday. For emergencies, right. call EM64128. Oh, it's, it's office as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's I would do office, practice, office yeah. from home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, then drive past a few more houses, and then you'll see the beef company on the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. Um on the right-hand side will be Ridge Road, which goes out to a, uh, I think this is a sporting goods store. No, hardware and lumber, sorry, hardware and lumber store. Yeah. Um, and then several other houses down Red Ridge Road. But on the left-hand side, Hackett and Sons Beef Company would definitely catch your uh, attention. It's a massive cinder block building, uh, which has a factory and warehouse kind of look to it. it has uh, two loading docks on the southern side, uh, frosted windows set high on the outer walls. Um, painted across the long side of the building that faces the street. So this is as you're turning onto Hackett Road, you'll really be able to see this. Um, the, uh, the, is the name Hackett and Sons Beef Company, real people, real meat. <laughs> um, the entire complex is surrounded by 10 foot chain link fencing with three lines of barbed wire at the top pitched outward. Uh, the only way in or out of the, uh, the facility is a gatehouse but is currently chain uh, closed with a keep out sign hanging from it. There are also keep out signs mounted basically every 30 feet or so along the entire perimeter of the fence. Um, the other building on the property is a long corrugated steel Quonset hut with huge double doors uh, at each end. Judging by the tall cylindrical feed silos beside it, it looks like it's probably the, it was the cattle barn. Hmm. All right, let's keep going. Yep. Um, but you really only kind of get a glimpse of that, I suppose. But, you know, you, you see all that basically as just before you turn onto Steel Road, which is right across pretty much from the uh, gatehouse leading into the Hackett Sons Beef Company. You turn down Steel Road, it goes down a little ways. Um, you come up to a, a fork in the road where it basically, basically the road continues along to the left. But there's another road that shoots off to the right. Uh, you remember um, being told that that leads to the dump. That's right. But you go around to the left to the Vincent and Sons scrap, or not, not Vincent Sons scrap, Vincent Brothers scrapyard. Um, as you pull it up to the scrapyard, you can see the main building is a workshop with an attached office. Um, the scrapyard beside it is filled with cars dating all the way back to the 1930s, all laid out in rows that stretch the entire length. There is a hydraulic pit car crusher uh, beside the workshop as well. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, I'll pull this in. Then I'm going to get out and try and uh, do a quick scan of the uh, cars. Okay. Start Obviously. looking through the cars. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to walk through it, just scan through. I'm looking for a, a charge, just seeing if I spot a, charge, a charger. Okay. No problem. Um, give me a spot hidden roll. Uh, 
Yeah, I could, 62. I've got a 60. I'll spend two luck for that. Okay. Um, you don't see a Dodge Charger, mm-hmm. but you do see a kind of a dark green with uh, the kind of brown detailing, the almost like, what do they call that? Was that brome style or whatever it was called back in the day, you know? Anyway, mm-hmm. along the side of it, this, uh, this old station wagon. Um, actually, it's not that old, it's late 60s, but um, that looks very much like a car attached to another one of the missing person cases that you noticed from, uh, you, yeah, you passed it with luck. I'll still give you, yeah, from, from two years ago, it looks like a, a car that was attached to one of the missing person cases, a family that went missing in 1973. Hmm. It's got a bunch of bullet holes in the side of it too. Ooh. Okay. Several of the cars have bullet holes inside of them, in fact. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the license the plates are missing, so you can't be sure if it's the same car, but it looks just like the, that family station wagon. It was uh, a husband, wife, and two kids that went missing in 1973. All right, I'll lean over to Chris and I'll relay that to him as I go and keep keep your noggin on a swivel. Yep, got it. What do you guys think? We're getting into something bad. Just saying that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, when everything starts smelling like shit, you ought to be looking around, make sure you don't step in it. Do you want to get closer to the car? Look inside more, more detail? Not yet. Or no? Not yet. Nope. But I start walking toward the uh, office. All right. And just, uh, no, one got, no one greets us, so I'll go on in. Okay, door's locked. Kind of put your head up there, you know, try and shade it. Is it glass or is it a door you could even do that on? Or is it like a... Um, let me think about it. It actually doesn't say... Yeah, we'll say there's at least a window on the door. It's not a glass door, but we'll say it has a window. Yeah. Yeah, you peek in and you see a guy walking towards the door. Uh, looks to be in his mid to late 30s. Um, he has a terrible looking brown mullet, a thick mustache and... Uh, wearing a pair of grease-stained blue coveralls. And he's coming up to the door, and he's reaching for the handle, and he's unlocking it. He opens it up, looks at you, looks you up and down. I help you? Yeah, I'm a Agent Carlisle. I'm out here looking for some missing people. Uh, we fear they might have gotten in a wreck or got injured and we understood that you were the place to go that you're the ones that pull the abandoned cars off the road oh yeah who told you that the barkeep mm, bobby hmm. yeah well wrecked cars they always end up here yeah oh, i was just seeing if maybe i could uh Look around, look through your records, and see if you've uh, got some of the cars we're looking for. Records, huh? Hmm. Let me get my brother John. He knows where all that stuff is. You're more than welcome to have a look at the cars, though, if you like. I appreciate that. 
What's your name again, sir? Michael. Michael. Again, like I said, I'm Agent Carlisle. It's good to meet you. Agent Carlisle, uh, like a cop? FBI. FBI. All right, yeah, let me, let me uh, get John to come out and talk to you. He knows all that uh, admin stuff. I just work on the cars. Yeah, understood. Uh, I'm going to take a look at a couple of your cars over there. Okay. Thank you, Michael. He closes the door and locks it again. I look over and uh, kind of give a little cop eye to Chris and it's like going. Okay. Nod back. Let's go. So your eyes keep come bringing you back to that green station wagon. Yeah. You keep seeing in your head that family, you know, the the the, the, the husband, the wife, the two young kids, you know. Yeah, that's the first one I'm I'm going to walk over to. Boy and girl, both under the ages of ten. Oh yeah. You walk over and um, take it, taking a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can definitely see. Um, Blood, blood stains inside the car. Hmm. Am I able to determine the caliber of weapon that put the bullet holes? Hmm. Yeah, you probably could. Being a a police officer and all, I reckon that would make sense. Um, let's get, just give me an idea roll. It's based off your intelligence. Uh, that's a uh, hard. Um. Yeah, these are like shotgun blasts. Got Shotgun it. pellets, yeah. spreads and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Probably 12 gauge, you'd say. It's mm. a big gun. All right. And they said there's blood inside. Yeah, there's multiple blood stains inside. Try the handle. Yeah, it opens. I'll uh, lean over and go to the glove box looking for a registration insurance card with a name on it. Sure. Uh, you open up the glove box. There's nothing inside. You see the radio has been taken out. Um, actually, you can see other little bits and pieces too here and there. There's parts missing. Looks like like, like maybe they sold parts or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Um, Next thing I'm going to lean over is get the VIN, the VIN number off of it. That's usually on the engine, isn't it? Uh, it's usually uh, either, um, well, yeah. there's two places. There's usually a sticker on the door. And then if that's not there, then on the dash, it's actually etched into it. Right. Okay. Yep. Sure. You can find the, the vehicle identification number. No problem. I'll write it down. <laughs> I just couldn't remember where the hell they were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those things I never even think about. Yeah, I'll, I'll write it down. Obviously, there's no mm-hmm. way I would have that memorized. <laughs> sure, no problem. Yep, you can write it down. And then the uh, office door opens, and looks like the same dude comes walking out. Mm-hmm. Comes walking up. Says, uh, "How's it going there, uh, officers? I understand you wanted to talk to me. Talking I, about records yeah. or something? Didn't looks I like just... the same guy? Yeah, twins. Yeah, as you're looking at him now, you realize." It's definitely not the same guy, but they look so close. Maybe they're twins. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm John Vincent, he says. No, no. Michael's my brother. I'm the smart one. (laughs) 
Uh, okay. Not making any judgments on Michael there with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were, uh, as I explained to your uh, brother, we were, uh, we're out here looking for some missing people. We think they might have got in a wreck. Maybe they tried to walk off somewhere and uh, bad choice here out in the devil's backbone. But uh, we're seeing maybe you're the ones that pull the cars off the highways. And uh, we're seeing what your records are, you know, that could help point us, let us know if we're in the right area. Oh, sure. Yeah. What uh, what kind of car are you looking for? Uh, well, one of them is a 75 Dodge Charger. One's a uh, station wagon with wood paneling. Looks a lot like this one. Oh. Uh, give me a give me a psychology roll, or uh, if you don't have decent psychology, give just roll a spot hidden. I was gonna say my psychology's ten. <laughs> uh, give me spot hidden. Okay. I should give uh, you better psychology than that. But yeah, that's a pass on spot hidden. Okay. Yeah, he starts to um, well, he's already sweating, but he starts to look real nervous. That's why. Really? Is well, I haven't seen any Dodge Chargers. Um, what? Uh, yeah, that, that station wagon, that's, that's been sitting there for years, huh? Oh, has it? I mean, because this mile, uh, what do you mean by years? Oh, I'd, I'd say it's been there since 73, 74 maybe, but no. Uh. Mm-hmm. What year is it now? 75. 75. 75, okay. Well, it's like going. I uh, I hear you. He's like going, and uh, I understand that you uh, providing the license plates to the bar. Yeah, we give them to give them to Bobby down there. Decorate the place up a bit. Understood. Understood. Well, uh, the reason I ask is uh, one of those license plates. One of the license plates we were looking for off of a Dodge Charger. What? Well, that's 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 very odd. So it could a, have been stolen. It could have been. It, it is very possible that it could have been stolen. I mean, you know, the uh, odd coincidence, but it is possible. Now, I don't have any Dodge Chargers, but the last car to come in was this one over here, and takes you down to um, to a little old. Uh, God, fuck! I don't know all the names of different cars back then. Oh, we'll, we'll call it. No, you know what? We'll call it a um, a Mustang. Uh, like a early seventies Mustang, not one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most seventies cars. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Dodge Charger was badass. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Or was it the Challenger? Both of them. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Getting Pintos, but so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, the, so when when this one show up, he says, "Oh, we pulled that one off the uh, we pulled that one out off a of red road there about uh, oh gosh, uh, maybe a month ago." Month ago. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Has been a bit. Yep. Some stupid kid not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, I think people are. 
Man, that's a creepy cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> she loves to do that. Because, like, uh, so who shot up these cars? This, uh, oh, me and my brother, mostly. Shooting up. Yeah. Doesn't that hurt, yeah. to, hurt your profit? Hmm? Nah, these hurt? are all scrap. Oh, okay. okay. These are all scrap. Well, it's hot out here, you know. Me and my uh, there's no we 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 shoot them up a little bit of target practice sometimes. Other times, just shooting up rats, you know. A lot of a lot of rats around here. Right. Yeah. Well, it's hot out here. Me and my uh, compatriots, we'd like to, if you wouldn't mind, we'd go look those records inside your office. Well, yeah, sure. You're more than welcome to come on in. Uh, he uh, goes over and unlocks the door, opens it up, and uh, you see a sofa, a soda machine, a large metal desk, um, there's a, uh, a CB radio, 40 channel CB radio sitting on the desk next to a police scanner with red lights running left to right, repeating patterns. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need a giant cat to take care of all the rats. Oh, yeah. geez, sorry. Is she doing that again? Sorry. I wasn't even looking at her. Fucking stop it, dummy. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, you're more than welcome to, to look on through there, see if uh, anything stands out to you. You get an accounting skill? Uh, that's what I said. No. I got that. No, I don't. 5%. Okay. No problem. Yeah. But, no. <clears throat> but you can look through the records anyway and see uh, you won't find anything about any 1975 Dodge Chargers. Um, you right. will find the record on that 19... I'm oh, sorry, it was a 1960s station wagon, but that, that one, it was indeed yeah. uh, 1973. And give me an idea roll. This is more for your own memory than anything mm-hmm. else. Oof, barely. But yeah, no, success is a success. So, That's yep. right. Um, the date lines up with, uh, you know, you see he purchased this off of um, Seth, who I've never given a last name to before. <laughs> Seth, uh, should we give him a last name? McCloskey. No. Rokotansky. <laughs> Got it. Purchased it from Seth. Yeah. Does it, does it have Seth's address on the uh, records? Um, it just says the homestead. Okay. In fact, that's it. Yeah, it doesn't say a last name. It just says purchased from Seth, the homestead, for you know a pretty cheap amount of money. And it was actually purchased um, two days before those people reported missing. Hmm. They had already been missing, of course, probably for days before it was reported. So. Right, yeah. Got it. Hmm. Okay. And uh, you see John standing there kind of nervously, like watching you. So I hope everything's okay. Find anything untoward in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, now that you've mentioned that about Seth, I'm going to make a pointed uh, search and see his other vehicles is he consistently purchasing it from people from the homestead 
you see multiple purchases of cars from Seth. Yes. Okay. By far and wide, his name is the one that appears the most. Um, several others are just listed as, um, you know, wrecks that were, you know, salvaged, salvaged or whatever. I guess that's how they list it. Right. But yeah. Those would be perfectly legitimate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. Well, is there anything else we need here? Uh, not that I can think of right off the top of my head. All right. Well, if you guys need anything else, uh, well, me and my brother, we're always here. Thank you, John. Tell Michael uh, that we appreciate him uh, get, getting you for us. Did we see Michael while we saw this one? When you came back inside? Uh, no, but you can hear the sounds of somebody working in the workshop. Okay. Which the office right. is attached to. All right. You can hear a radio playing in there, too. It's currently playing uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Ooh. All right. Okay. So where will you go from the scrapyard? Hmm. By this point in time, let's see here. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Yeah, it's approaching 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's probably reaching the pinnacle of heat nearly, you know. Yeah. So up to about 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. Well, I have a feeling something is obviously going on here. Yep. Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, Seth is uh, doing something to get these vehicles. Yep. I mean, why would a professional scrap dealer shoot a vehicle up? I my suspicion uh, is that nobody Seth, out here is buying any of this shit. They're just yeah, yeah. Just buy um, them up. And, it could also be that Seth, yeah, Seth and right. his buddies are going up and down the roads all the time. Yeah. So if somebody does break down, he he finds them. Could be true. Yep. True. The doc seems to be doing pretty well for this little town out here in the middle of nowhere. He does, yeah. Was there a town hall? Or was there anything where there you was. would have? It was a post office it. town hall. Okay, yep. okay, yeah. So, yeah, so you could find... Well, should we stay in this town or should we... I... Well, unfortunately, uh, I think we're... Uh, where we need to be and there's not a lot of options for places to stay i mean we almost burned up almost half over half a tank of gas just getting here well i mean i know no my car gets about doesn't get that great of a gas mileage but do you think that we're in any serious danger here no i Serious danger? No, no. You got two armed armed people. I got another gun in that in the trunk of my car, so we get into well, trouble. Two, actually, I don't know. Chris, does Chris have a backup gun? Yep, backup gun, uh, sh shotgun. Yes. If we if we need to stay here, then let's stay here. If we need to continue 
asking around town. Yeah. Maybe we should check out some of the other shops and talk to some of the, the yeah. other people like the gift shop and that. Yeah, they could have gone into the gift shop. So you uh, gonna drive into town? Yeah, I think so. It's early enough in the day. It's only one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, anything that's open should still be open. So, as you uh, pull out, pulling away from the Vincent Brothers scrapyard, you look into the mirror and you can see John and Michael Vincent staring at you from the door, watching you drive away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we'll wrap up session. Okay. Uh, <laughs> our players included uh, Sean Little, Keith Craig, and myself with Ian Christensen as the Keeper of the Secrets, currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Thank you.